1: Hey everybody, welcome back. We go all the way till 3 o'clock today. Uh, We're going to switch gears. We've done some football and basketball and kind of all over the place. But we really haven't dived into a lot of Major League Baseball. We're going to do that right now. It's always good when we get Zach Reimer on the line with us. He checks in on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Zach, good afternoon, pal.
2: Hey there, thanks for having me.
1: Uh, Zach, let's start first with the team that, uh, dominates our coverage area here in the Des Moines area. And that, of course, is the Chicago Cubs. A game and a half lead now over St. Louis and Milwaukee, beaten last night by Cincinnati, uh, two to one. And it's my, it's, it's my observation that they are not going to run away with this, uh, Central Division title, and it will be a fight all the way till we get to the end of September. Can you see it that way, or do you see the Cubs maybe finally starting to turn the corner and take control?
2: No, I think you're pretty much right on the nose there. Uh, You know, there was a time when the Cubs came out of the All-Star break looking really strong, and it finally looked like they were essentially the team they were supposed to be where the lineup was functioning on all cylinders, starting pitching was coming around. Uh, you know, they had Wilson Contreras hitting an incredibly high level, you know, almost becoming an MVP candidate in real time. Uh, but, you know, things have gone wrong, naturally, and, and Contreras getting hurt is among them. But I do think you have to keep in mind that the Cardinals gave the Cubs a scare because they got hot over a very short period of time. It was not something that was really building over weeks and weeks and weeks. The Brewers, you know, they've won three in a row, but they're another team that has mostly struggled in the last few weeks. Uh, I don't think either the Cardinals or the Brewers or the Pirates, for that matter, who aren't quite dead yet, are going to really kind of get really hot and go on a sustained run that will overtake the Cubs in the long run. I still think the Cubs are the best team of the bunch but they're they're far from perfect and that's uh that's going to keep the race interesting i think
3: well uh this week they're calling it an american Legion week zach as the uh, madden has told the guys stay away Uh, show up right before work and then go out do it trying to get them away a little bit and maybe a mental break. Didn't work out very well last night. Your thoughts on that? Uh, Seemingly something that you don't see very often in Major League Baseball, a manager saying, hey, stay away from the ballpark.
2: Yeah, you know, you don't see that often, but it is an interesting idea in this context. I mean, if it was any other team, I would say that's probably an act of desperation. But with this team, it's actually kind of a, a useful experiment, I think. You know, I think we think of like the world series hangover as being mainly a physical problem where guys just don't have the energy after a long season of baseball or they have injuries, but you do wonder if there's a mental drain too uh, of having played so much baseball the year before and ending the year on top and then having to come right back and do it all over again. You do wonder how that kind of messes with guys' psyches and whether or not that has been dragging down the play, not just all year, but maybe recently as well. So, it's worth a shot, so yeah, why not? Uh, Joe Madden is typically kind of uh, he's he's kind of a genius in that kind of way, so we'll see how it works out.
1: You know, it's it's funny because with what has taken place, the other teams involved here, St. Louis and Milwaukee, they went out and did minor deals. The Cubs made a major move with Quintana. Uh, But so far, it really hasn't given them, like like what we just discussed, that that extra distance to separate themselves. I don't think it's a case of St. Louis and Milwaukee rosters catching up to Chicago. I think it's more of a case of the Cubs uh, struggling all year long, thinking maybe if they just got off the bus... Uh, they could walk in and, and, and beat these teams. And it, that's just not the way it works in Major League Baseball, not with 162 games.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I do think you have to give the Cubs some credit for making moves that they did need to make. I mean, their starting pitching was thin pretty much from day one, so they had to go get a go, go get a guy like Quintana. Uh, they did need another catcher, so they go get an Alex Avila. They did need another uh, reliever, so they go get a Justin Wilson, uh, but, you know, this was, this was, I don't know if this was ever really going to, these moves were ever really going to put them over the top. It was more so just patching holes so that they could finally just stay afloat uh, on a consistent basis. Uh, and, you know, I kind of got into this a little earlier. The Cardinals, they're not a particularly great team, but they were probably better than they showed for the, the, than they were for the much of the season. And the Brewers, you know, they were probably too good early on, but are certainly not a bad team, so... Yeah, you have a situation here where the Cubs are just they are an imperfect team this year, and that's, like I said earlier, that's kind of made the whole situation vulnerable.
3: We're talking Major League Baseball. Zach Reimer from Bleach Report with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Zach, fun race shaping up there in the Central. Cardinals and Cubs both pretty easy schedules the rest of the way. Over the other big race on the American League side is for that second wild card spot, and really the two with the Yankees running into some troubles here as of late schedule wise is that something that's even worth breaking down just because of the sheer number of teams out there
2: yeah pretty much uh it's i mean every team it seems like uh, beyond the three division leaders who are pretty safe at this point they're all in it and none of them are particularly good i don't think i mean the yankees are probably the best of the bunch just because they do have all that star power they have that great bullpen and so on and so forth but even they're struggling and beneath them, it is just a mess where you have basically this great big lobby ball of mediocrity. Uh, <laughs> and basically what you're going to have happen for the next six weeks or whatever it is, it's just kind of like back and forth battles where teams kind of jockey for position and it's somebody's going to be standing at the end of it. It's, it's been a very, very hard race to analyze, and I don't see it getting any easier. Just because there really are no clear front runners in the mix, so your guess is as good as mine for how it's going to turn out at this point.
1: It's it's been it's been nuts. Uh, the the standings when you when you look at it, you just go, "Oh my God!" There's so many teams here that are still uh, in the hunt here. But I will say this. At least there are teams that are in the hunt that are over 500. I mean, maybe they're only a game over 500, but at least they're hovering right around 500. So, from that standpoint, that's good, but you are correct uh with your assumption of my god, the mediocrity is is unbelievable. When we go into a major league baseball season, it always seems that there are four maybe five teams in each division that you can say, all right, they have a chance to win, they, they'll win, they'll win, they'll win. Why is it so much easier in Major League Baseball to do that than, say, in other professional sports?
2: Uh I would say it probably has to do with the talent pool. Uh, okay. You know, you compare it to, say, the NFL, for example. You have thirty-two teams that are drawing players from essentially one country, the United States. NBA, you have thirty-two teams where you only get five players per team, and how many true superstars are there? They're not that many. Baseball, you're drawing players from all over the world. Uh, you have so you have such specialized skill sets that it's actually, I would say, relatively easy to dig up good players. So there's just more good players to go around. That's kind of my shrugging shoulders take on it. Uh, There could be ways to push back against it, but that's really what it's all about, I think.
3: I mentioned the Yankees in that American League wildcard race. The bullpen has been very good outside of one guy, and that's a role this Chapman, the guy that certainly you wouldn't expect there to be some challenges for. What should the Yankees do with Chapman right now, trying to bring him back from a couple of rough performances as of late?
2: Uh, Well, something they probably should have done weeks ago is stop giving him save opportunities and high-leverage innings, essentially. Uh, You know, it's been particularly rough recently, but he just has not had a good season pretty much from the get-go this year. And part of it has to do with, you know, he still has this great fastball, but in the past couple of years, every reliever has kind of developed a great fastball, so there's no longer the separation between... His stuff and everybody else's stuff that there once was, and you know he has moments where his control is pretty good, but for the most part you kind of sit there, keep the bat on your shoulders, and you're going to get either a walk or in a favorable count. So, uh, in short, he's just nothing special. And in the bullpen, that has guys like Dylan Betances, who also was really wild, but has much better stuff, I think. Now you have David Robertson, who's a really talented pitcher, Tony Canley, who's really good, even Adam Warren is having a Quietly having a very very strong season, so uh, you know I get it. Or all the Chapman is the guy with the big contract. He's the guy who has a lot of saves, but right now he's like their third, fourth, maybe even fifth best relief pitcher. So you kind of have to tailor your bullpen usage around that. Uh, instead of at a certain point, you got to stop sticking with his reputation because it no longer really applies.
1: Mm-hmm. Zach Reimer is our guest on the Draft House Fifty Hotline. Okay, Zach, I was waiting for you to come on today. Because I was going to ask this ridiculous question. Trent always laughs at me when I bring it up. But I'm going to do it now because I think that the where the season is in, in baseball, I think it, it it probably is a more reasonable question now. When Tim Pebo had the opportunity to play baseball, uh, a lot of the national pundits, and, and I don't know about you, uh, just ripped him a new one. Then he gets called up. He's playing reasonably well at Point St. Lucie. The other day, he is in the batting circle. An autistic child comes down. He takes a moment with the autistic child, promptly goes out, and then hits a home run. The other day, he wished a grandmother who's uh, not doing well a uh, happy birthday made her day. I don't care if he ever makes the major leagues or not. He's not a to me. He's not a major league player. But are you a guy who? Okay, I know he's not a major league player, but I don't have a real big issue with him playing minor league baseball now. Or are you still on the bandwagon where he really has no place?
2: No, I my initial stance um, was you know it first came out that Tim I wanted to play. Baseball. It's like, all right, well, sure. Uh, my problem had more to do with the fact that the Mets gave him a hundred thousand dollars signing bonus, which okay uh, it was was a, it is ridiculous given that he's not here at that point he was not a true ball player. It was an experiment, and it was pretty obvious that they just wanted to, I think, milk his image and his name. But anyway, we're past that now, so whatever. Uh and my attitude has been kind of like I'll take him seriously when he's worth taking seriously as a prospect which I still don't think is the case um mm-hmm. the reality is is that he is you know I know he's at high A but he's still on average 6 years older than all the other players at high A and he's not right still not that good of a hitter there's power there there's a decent eye but nothing really special Well, you know, the thing with Tim Tebow is no matter where he's going, no matter what he's doing, he tends to be just kind of a cool story. You can kind of sit there and back and criticize him, how he's overhyped and overrated, but it is genuinely hard to have ill feelings towards the guy. That remains as true now as it was when he was in his Heisman days at Florida. So he has some kind of quality, man. I think you have to give him that. And, you know what, if he's happy playing baseball, that's fine.
3: Talking baseball with Zach Reimer here on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Zach, last thing from me, Giancarlo Stanton. It looks like this afternoon his home run streak uh, might come to an end. Still got a couple of innings of work, might get another at-bat in there as he's facing the Giants. But uh, what he's putting up, could we have a home run race working for well, some people consider the real record not the seventy-three of Barry Bonds. Could could we see Stanton get to that point as he sits at forty-four right now?
2: Uh, well, I part of me wants to say yes because I'm a big believer in the changes he's made to get to this point. You know, we the raw power he has is ridiculous. You know, the only guy who can really match it and surpass it is Aaron Judge. But other than that, I mean, he's he's a monster. Uh. The weakness he had before was that he, despite his incredible raw power, he tended to kind of over-swing and really swing and miss and get into these bad slumps. You know, it's something now where you've, he's his stance is not, noticeably different than it was before. He's kind of got the anti-Tony Batista thing going on where he's extremely close to the plate. And it seems like what that's done is make his swing more efficient and make it easier for him to kind of channel his raw power. So. It's legit what he's doing. I mean, it's just basically making the most of talent that's always been there. But there's always a but. And in this case is that, you know, there's always an adjustment to the adjustment. And I think we're going to see pitchers find out what it is and exploit it. So I don't think, you know, in the last, i say, thirty four, thirty five 35 games, you kind of extrapolate it out over a full season. He's on something like a 107 home run pace. <laughs> He's not going to continue that. Just spoiler alert, that's not going to continue. (laughs) But, you know, upwards of 50 home runs is going to happen. Uh, 60 is a real possibility. So I say go for it, man. That's going to be great stuff.
1: Zach, uh, great stuff is always having you on the show. We always appreciate the time. Thank you, Bal, and you have a great afternoon.
2: I will, and thanks again for having me.
1: You got it. Zach Reimer, Major League Baseball, right here on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Always good stuff out of Zach. I always enjoy having him on.
3: Yeah, there's no doubt. It's a fun conversation, and how about Giancarlo Stanton? Not going to get it done today, more than likely, though. He's got another at-bat coming.
1: Can't root against, uh, bet against him right now, Jimmy B. He's been unbelievable. No. He's just been fantastic. And you know me, man. I'm all about chicks digging the long ball. I've always enjoyed the guys that could uh, hit home runs. And now I'm on kind of like the Stanton bandwagon because, you know, I'm a players guy, not so much a team, but a players guy. And so when he comes up the bat, for me at the moment, it is must-watch television. And I like to see, indeed, if he's going to get a big swing on one and jack it out of the park. Something to keep
3: an eye on, something to watch during the afternoon. Afternoon baseball going on right now. Jimmy B, I got the uh, Pirates and the Brewers on. And, uh, well, it looks like a slow-pitch softball game. Already 4-3 as they move uh, through the third inning in that one. The Pirates out to a one-run lead. Miami 7-1 over the Giants. The Angels a 3-2 lead over the Nationals. I don't like that. Can't have the Angels keep winning games. My Twins are fighting for a wild card, Jim.
1: <laughs> I know. I figured that would upset you greatly, to be honest with you.
3: <laughs> we'll come back here on the other side. We got Zubin Mahente from his Bristol, Connecticut outpost. You see him on ESPN Sports Center. And he joins us next here, Jimmy B and T.C. on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG.
0: 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in
4: Des Moines. With Jimmy B and T.C., noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian restaurant. 1700
5: KBGG and Charles Gabus Ford want to put you in the driver's seat of a brand new Ford edge. This car is for you. It's all about getting you a three year lease on a 2017 Ford edge. Sign up now to qualify at participating businesses who are offering even more great prizes. Like a hundred dollar gift card to memory bound scrapbook store at 641 North Ankeny Boulevard an autographed Nora Fleming designed piece from Treasure House at 721 North Ankeny Boulevard or $100 in Orange Leaf gift certificates at the Ankeny and Urbandale Orange Leaf Frozen Yogurt locations and more. To see all of the participating businesses, log on to 1700kbgg.com and keep listening for details on even more chances to qualify. This car's for you with Charles Gabis Ford and
4: 1700 KBGG. At Menards, home improvement means saving big because right now you'll get an 11% rebate on everything, even sale prices. Save big on Dremel tools. Get a rotary toolkit for $52.51 after rebate. Choose from a 3-inch multi-saw or a 3-tool maker kit for seventy thirty-one 70 31 each after rebate. Stop waiting and start saving. With an 11% rebate on everything, even sale prices, now at Menards. Good through August 19th. Some exclusions apply. See store for
6: details. Save big money at Menards. or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Hey, it's Trent
3: Condon here from Jimmy BNTC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. 1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you.
7: Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-333- 3-1-1-5-7-7. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. It's
5: that time of the year again. Football's right around the corner. Draft House 50. Best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50. Your place for all things sports.
3: Trust. Quality. Value. Value.
0: Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy
1: B and TC. All right, everybody. Welcome back in. Uh, Zupa Mahente from ESPN joining us here today. Uh, Always good when we have a chance to catch up with Zubin and have a conversation about just about anything in sports. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Zubin, good afternoon.
8: Guys, what's going on? lot to talk about. lot to talk about.
1: (laughs) Yes, there is, uh, including what many people believe right here in Des Moines, Zubin, and you know this course as well, uh the Des Moines Country Club hosting the Solheim Cup and the ladies are in town and a lot of rain right now which is going to change the dynamic on the course but they're expecting 175 to 200,000 people uh, attending this event and the economic impact in Des Moines is tremendous.
8: The one thing I would harken back to and this is probably something that Trent would probably know and something, Jim, you probably are aware of, because I know you play a lot of golf and you do a lot of the events, this is very reminiscent of the '99 U.S. Senior Open, which was won by Mm -hmm. Dave Eichelberger, I believe, was a long time ago. But that event brought 250,000 people to the Des Moines metro area that came out to watch that over the course of the event. Obviously, like you said, Jim, the numbers you're giving me, that would be the extreme cap out on the top end, that was a regular senior tour event at the time. I guess it was called the senior tour, you know, for the U.S. Senior Open, now the Champions Tour. This is a little bit different because it's like a competition, much like the men, the women's version of the Ryder Cup, if you will. So it's a little bit different, but this is just another example for me. The 99 U.S. Senior Open was part of the reason that that course in Polk City got built. You know, that there was a lot of interest in what was going on in, in central Iowa with golf. And the reaction that... Some of the smaller NCAA tournaments have brought, eventually got you guys that first and second round game uh, at Wells Fargo Arena. So I think what I would do better than anything in this regard is it might be a tough sell initially because you wonder what's the population like, who's going to come out. But once you give people in your area a chance, whether it's the golf, whether it's other college sports leading to the NCAA tournament, whatever it is, people will support it big time in the state of Iowa. So hopefully this is just another example of this doing well, and then who knows what might be next. But um, I think you guys have a pretty good track record of bringing big events to town and then justifying why those events were brought.
3: It's great to see and great to see uh, the people that are out there get to support the Solheim Cup and, Uh, Jim asked a question I didn't have a chance to ask you before we came on here. Do you know, is there going to be an ESPN reporter there? Are there going to be any any live reports here? How is it maybe uh, handled out there inside the walls at Bristol?
8: I can can tell you I don't think there's going to be any television coverage, although I could be wrong. Um, We didn't really um, put a ton of emphasis into the PGA Championship this past week. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I think that's part of the reason you're going to see this particular major move to May. I don't think anybody has voice to complain against that to give it a little bit of interest and expectation. But if we didn't put a lot of resources into the PGA, which actually had itself quite the finish, we saw another first-time major winner, a great year for Justin Thomas, good collective year. For Kepka, all those stories were there. I wouldn't be surprised if we had somebody from ESPN.com there. You're talking about the best female golfers in the world. You're talking about a situation that doesn't happen every year. So I wouldn't be surprised in that sense. But I don't think there's going to be too much television coverage just because if I gauge the way that we staff the PGA Championship, which is a men's golf major, it, I think it would be hard to imagine we would have this out there for a women's event. Not to take anything away from the event, but I think if you have to prioritize, you kind of see it that way.
1: Zubin Mahente is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. All right, Zubin, uh, take me then to a different event. And that's the one coming up, and you guys have been doing a lot of coverage on this. It's the Conor McGregor-Floyd-Money Mayweather fight. And today, the Nevada Boxing Commission has done something that it's never done. They have issued a statement indicating that instead of the fighters wearing 10-ounce gloves, they will be allowed to wear 8-ounce gloves. Zubin, does this give McGregor a better chance just because of the power that he possesses, or is it a case where it won't matter because he won't be able to hit Floyd anyway?
8: I think people think the latter, but I think the bigger story is what you said, Jim, which is that the Nevada State Athletic Commission, which basically is the iron fist out there, was willing to relent. And that's not something you often see, especially in a fight where many people believe one of the two guys in the fight There's some safety concerns about him being in the fight, so if that were to be the case, why would you do anything other than going by the letter of the law or the book? So I think the bigger story, to your point, you're right, if they have two ounces less, that aids somebody like McGregor, who's used to wearing lighter gloves anyway, vis-a-vis McGregor, who's always used to wearing 10-ounce gloves. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say it benefits McGregor a little bit because it's a little closer to his size. It allows him to land that punch that would probably deck anyone to the floor if he caught a left or right from Conor McGregor. But I think the bigger issue is the one you said at the top, the nature that they didn't just come out and say, by the way, if you want to fight in the state of Nevada, it's 10 ounces. It's always been that way. Here's the deal. That they actually acquiesced, Jim, and said we're willing to fight it at another ounce level. We're willing to go from 10 to 8. That surprised me more than anything. It's not the surprise that it would favor McGregor in a fight that he's clearly not able to win. It's just that this type of organization – went back on a ruling that they've had in place for a long time. Now, I don't know the inner workings. I mean, McGregor and Mayweather both said they'd be fine at eight. Obviously, it would benefit McGregor. fact, Mayweather probably believes he's so much better that he could fight him with any ounce gloves and he'd win the fight. But it's one of those things where I'm just surprised they went back on their word only because it's something that they've always had in place there, and there seems to be no rhyme or reason why they have uh, taken it out. That's the big one. I think it's the commission more than how much it would benefit McGregor or how much it might hinder uh,
3: Mayweather. Over to some football with you as we're talking with Zubin Mahente, a big news story in the NFL, Ezekiel Elliott set to appeal, uh, going to be uh, in there with an arbiter, Harold Henderson, for the Cowboys. The NFL, you know, how this is being handled, much scrutinized, Ezekiel how they handled domestic abuse in the past has come up to the forefront once again, what is the conversation inside your guys' walls there at ESPN? And, and when you're dealing with something like the NFL, have you ever had to have a conversation with uh, somebody at a quarter office saying, hey, we need to make sure we handle something a certain way?
8: No, not really. I mean, I just actually spoke to Field Yates. I was not. I was talking a little inside. I was talking to Trent right before we came on the air. He gave me a call. I was just talking to Field Yates. And if anything, in terms of our optics, he emphasized to me, Field did that really the optics aren't with how the coverage is presented with ESPN or with any network, or how does the NFL network, for example, which is owned by the league, it's an arm of the league, how do they cover something like this? Where do they place their coverage of Ezekiel Elliott? The bigger thing that Field wanted to mention, who's an NFL insider for us, is that he just said it's actually the optics of the way the league wants it to be resolved. So, for example, you're in a situation where you look at it and you say, okay, Roger Goodell could have handled the appeal, but he instead put it off on Harold Henderson as a longtime league executive. He was the guy that decided the Adrian Peterson case uh, with the domestic violence against his son. He was the guy that decided the Greg Hardy adjudication, um, whose suspension was eventually reduced. Um, So he was on that. So you're going to hear Henderson's name because he was involved in those previous situations. Now he'll be involved here. But Field's point was, I think, was a simple one but an effective one, which was you can't be judge, jury, and executioner, Goodell handed down the six-game suspension with the help of the advisory committee. If he were to then hold the appeal on the decision that he made, how silly would it seem for him to overturn it, especially when the league took one year and one month. They took 13 months and highly investigated this, and for Goodell to be able to turn around and then say, okay, we got it wrong, would be tough. So having Henderson there is optics not for anybody but the league, plus the four-person advisory panel. That's pretty rare. Now, Peter Harvey, who's a member of that, Four person uh, panel, former state attorney general here in New Jersey, basically said that we looked at all the evidence, but we didn't make a determination. We just collectively gave our opinions to Commissioner Goodell. And then, based on the findings that we had, Commissioner Goodell was then able to render a decision. So I think it's more optic. Don't have Goodell in charge of the process if he made the decision, and have four highly thought of people help shape some of the investigation to help Goodell make a decision. So now the NFLPA can't go back and say, well, Goodell looked at all this stuff and did it. Well, you know, we had help with these four people. These people have high characters and reputations, and they had some investigative procedures as well. So when it comes to optics, which I think is very important, Trent, I think it's actually more how the optics of the league are shaping this more than anybody else's way of presenting.
1: Zubin, uh, you mentioned optics. This one is really hurting me. I've been in the business a long time, as you know. I can't stand it when somebody insults the business that I'm in with this so-called alternative facts and fake news. To me, that's just garbage. However, it may have gotten even worse. Where I saw this story out in Las Vegas, the CBS radio cluster group that is out there did not secure the broadcast rights for the new National Hockey League team, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They they got beat out by Lotus Broadcasting. Now, they have issued a memo which has been posted on Twitter telling all of their stations you will not even mention the Golden Knights even though it's their inaugural season in any of your sports newscasts, any web presence, Facebook Anything like that, they have dictated that to their employees. Zub and I ask you, where the hell are we headed?
8: Yeah, it's a tough one because I look at it and say, let's say that statement would have never gotten out. Let's say they got everybody in a room, right? No statement, right, Jim?
1: Mm-hmm. You get everybody yep. in a room yep.
8: and you say, listen, here's the deal. We're not going to talk about the Golden Knights. You can talk about Tony Sanchez and UNLV football. You can talk about UNLV hoops. You can talk about the Raiders moving here, and you can talk about the Lakers. As you know, the Lakers are a big deal in Las Vegas. You can talk about all this stuff, but you can't talk about the Golden Knights. If they had said that verbally, I can almost guarantee you, Jim, if a reporter would have went up to them and said, hey, um, I've noticed I'm listening to your station, and we've got a professional sports team here for the first time in this city's history, and I noticed you guys never talk about them. I would assume somebody from the station would come out, a spokesperson would come out and say, oh, no, no, no. We never said that. I mean, it's hockey. Nobody talks about hockey on the radio, so we just decided we're going to talk gambling and whatever. So I think a lot of it comes down to the method in which it's subscribed. I agree with you that they tacitly are telling these people, don't do it. We want to be in business with people we want to be in business with. And how many hockey fans, even in the hotbed hockey market, It's still a very regional, provincial sport. People don't want to talk about it on the radio. But the key there, Jim, is that if it wasn't written on paper, I guarantee you, or close to guarantee you, the station would have just denied ever saying it. Oh, no, no, we never brought anybody together. We didn't want to do that. It's just hockey's not a big talker on the radio. But once messages like that leak, once things get out, there's nowhere to go. But I think the biggest thing here is they obviously do it, And unless you can call them, Jim, on a smoking gun, like a document, (laughs) like something like that, you're always going to have people say, no, 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 no. We all know what's going on. We all know. We all have sponsors. At the end of the day, the bottom line is the bottom line. The sports media is a business, whether it's ESPN, whether it's your station, whether it's this broadcasting group, whether it's TV. So the bottom line is the bottom line. But I do believe, shy of a smoking gun – Most places would just say, no, no, our hosts are uninhibited. They can say anything they want. Go to organic radio. But once you sort of have that paper in front, there's nowhere to go. So I definitely believe it's probably happening and it's probably rampant at a lot of places. It's just that most places probably take a little bit more care in making sure how that message is enunciated.
3: Zubin, you mentioned you were talking with Field Yates. Were you also talking fantasy football after the 28 straight hours of fantasy <laughs> football coverage yesterday?
8: He just ended it. I was just talking to him. He told me he's going to go home and have about a three-hour power nap. Uh-huh. And, oh, excuse me, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. He's going to go home and have a 30-minute power nap and then go to bed tonight at like 8 o'clock just to get his body clock right because a lot of our NFL people – are in by 8, 8.30 in the morning to, you know, have their notes and who are they talking to to go on NFL Insiders and NFL Live, which airs in the early afternoon hours here on ESPN. So he told me he's going to go home. I'm actually looking at him right now. He's actually talking to one of our producers. just firming some things up, uh, and then he'll probably go to sleep for a half hour, go to bed at 8, and then sort of get his schedule back on track. But it's actually been really cool. I spent a couple of uh, minutes last week in Matthew Berry's new studio, have a rotary phone. They're going old school. Fantasy (laughs) football might be a notoriously (laughs) new thing. But they had a rotary phone. I had to tell some of the young people, like, you've probably never seen this. You've never seen a phone booth. You have to to turn it. This is back in the day where you had to remember your best friend's phone number. You had to remember your home number. And all those little sort of things uh, like that. So it's one of those things where, you know, I think fantasy football has really delved into something that, I mean, you know, once again, I'm totally involved in fantasy football when the season starts. But here we are. We're still weeks away from the start of the season, and it's become something. And it's now become something. You know, an NFL show, 30 minutes a day, that's no big deal, an hour a day. But a fantasy football show, 30 minutes a day in the middle of August, and there's still excitement for it. I remember when I introduced the segment over the weekend, I think I said something like, Matthew Berry will be hosting 28. I think Matthew and Schefter stayed up for the whole thing. And I said, Matthew Berry and Adam Schefter are getting ready to host 28 consecutive hours of fantasy coverage. And I know what some of you are thinking at home. It's not excessive enough. And sadly, that was only like a half joke. I think like some people could take an endless amount of fantasy football information. But the bottom line is with fantasy football, it just means real football is closer and nobody can argue with that.
1: Always good, pal, when you take some time with us, Zubin. Have a great afternoon, man. Thank you.
8: You got it, guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Zoom Mahenta, ESPN, on the Draft House Fifty Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. I think we covered a lot of topics uh, in that particular segment there.
3: Yeah, we did. We we hit a wide, wide range from women's golf to MMA slash boxing, a little of everything, and then into you know our our standard sports. Jimmy B, we are now less than an hour away from the Big Ten basketball schedule being released for this year. We're getting close. We. Got a couple mm-hmm. minutes here before we got to hit our, our next break. So best case scenario, for people okay. that don't know, Iowa, we know their home and homes. The teams will play twice this year. The teams, they play only at home, only away. So we know that part of the schedule. We've known it now for a few weeks back. But like I said at the top, I think the most interesting thing is going to be who they play in those December games. and. The schedule is so funky this year. It's so odd because they had to play those conference games earlier. They're going to be playing. Think of the stretch that they have. They'll play the Big Ten ACC Challenge against Virginia Tech, who probably going to be a tournament team, you know, a bubble-type team. Road game there should be a good matchup. Then they will play a Big Ten squad either on Friday or Saturday, and then another one either Sunday or Monday. Then after that, they play Thursday at iowa state that is going to be a stretch as bad as the non-conference schedule is in some ports uh, spots that week and a half stretch jimmy b is about as difficult as you're going to find four games Mm -hmm. and nine games at virginia tech at iowa state a road big 10 conference game and a home big 10 conference game that might be the difference right there for this iowa team seeing just how good they're going to be and what kind of resume they're going to be able to put together
1: That's a very difficult stretch. You're absolutely right. And this is a a young team that will be still kind of uh, feeling their way along, but they've got so many new pieces to the puzzle and then trying to make everything work, Trent. And it'll be interesting as well. When you have a junior and senior-laden team, those guys are used to it. They have conditioned their mind to deal with, with that many games in a short amount of time. These kids have it. Mm-hmm. This is going to be this is going to be a very difficult stretch, and I'm glad you referenced that, because it's not just the teams that they're playing. They're good teams, but it's also the length of time that they will have to prepare for each team. Well, JBB
3: will uh, come back here on the other side, put a cap on things as we're talking plenty. Hawkeyes, the Big Ten schedule, going to be released here in just a little bit. And uh, we'll certainly talk about
1: that tomorrow. But we'll take a final break, come back, and put a cap on things. How's that sound? I'm ready, pal. Let's do it right now. It's Jimmy B and TC. It's the Big Talker 1700. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at
5: 1700kbgg.com.
4: american topper and accessories whether you work or play with your truck they have everything you need for your lifestyle visit american toppers new location at the fair just south of the varied industries building
9: high efficiency high performance high tech the next generation of appliances at the home depot is everything except high priced because right now you can save up to 25 percent on top brands like lg kitchenaid ge and samsung these appliances are loaded with features that make them smarter, more efficient, and easier to use, and now easier to afford. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. So upgrade your appliances today and save up to 25%. Only at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only wall supplies last. See store for details valid through August 23rd.
0: know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in.
1: That's Napa Know How.
0: Napa Know How.
1: All right, listen. We didn't invent lunch. No, we're not really in that line of business. But we did make lunch better, because we are in that line of business. We made up a thing called the B-Dubs Fast Break Lunch. It's a collection of your favorite B-Dubs food. And as we all know, a lunch with your favorite food is a better lunch. It sounds simple, but it's taken ages for mankind to arrive at this solution. Sorry we weren't involved in this lunch situation sooner. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports.
4: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite 515 262 STAR. Call today for next day installation 515 262 STAR. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines Metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com.
3: Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio.
0: Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
3: Back at a final segment of the day here, Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Tonight, well, I'm going to be out at Zoo Brew, out at the zoo. I'm going to be there. Stop on by if you're out there looking for a nice cocktail. Got some great prizes to give away. And if you want to hang out with me, i got a pair of tickets here for you right now. 264-1700. Again, 515-264-1700. A pair of tickets to Zoo Brew tonight. I got you covered. Should be a fun time out there. Stop on by the Cumulus booth. I'll shake some hands. We'll play some bags. Yeah, i got the bags ready to set up and we'll have a good time this evening out at Zubru. Again, 515-264-1700. Pair of tickets to give away right now. Jimmy B., right after we finish up at 3.30, the Big Ten is going to be releasing their basketball schedule for the year. The Big Ten schedule is going to be out. Now, we've talked about the home plays that Iowa has, the home and aways that they have, uh, all those different things. But I I think the thing that I'm looking most forward to seeing is seeing here at 3.30 – where i was going to be playing those two games remember that they're playing in the beginning of december they had to push around the schedule a little bit since they're playing in madison square garden i'm looking forward to see those two games they are going to be playing in big 10 play at the beginning of december
1: i'm with you on that pal i think that's going to be very interesting and how well they are playing as they go through the non-conference schedule and then get those two big 10 games look i i'm still totally against this deal i get it about the money that you get at playing at madison square garden but moving it up a week just because of that and changing the schedule all around uh that's got that's going to have people all uh discombobulated they they won't be able to adjust to that and i i just think that then that extra long break that you have in between that and either the NCAA or the NIT, that's just an extended break. and I'm not for that at all, especially if you happen to be a hot team at the end of the season, and then you have to wait an extra week to go play.
3: Yeah, it's uh, something that I know there has been people that have talked a little bit about, uh, can you go out, can you schedule another game in there, can you play somebody huh From the MVC, that also has the same kind of thing, you know, that where they're off until tournament play begins and they have a week and a half off. Now, the other part of it, there's plenty of examples where that layoff hasn't impacted it. Maybe it's just a chance to get right, get healthy after the long grind, and, and that's another thing. With this schedule compressed the way that it is, it's going to be a grind. And these Big Ten teams from Michigan State all the way through to whoever makes the NIT, those teams, I think it will be a welcome time for a break, The rust factor... How big is that? You're still practicing, you're still out there. And right. If you're good enough, you know, you're going to be able to shake it off the first couple of possessions. All right. We're out playing, playing basketball again.
1: Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's rust. I I'm, I'm not going to say they're going to be rusty because they're not sitting that long. I just think they could be just a little out of sync a little bit when they start and every game means so much. You know as well as I do, it's one and done in the tournament. So you you got to be firing uh, on all cylinders right from the get-go and if you're not uh, uh, and if you're playing a decent team, you might see the upset coming. Now, if you're lucky and you get uh, a team that's not very good, then that will give you a chance to kind of get everybody refocused and back on the same page. But those are just I, – I, I'm not going to say it's an over-concern of mine. I'm just saying that it's something to think about uh, having that extra week of downtime.
3: Well, and if you get knocked off right away, you know, you get knocked yeah. off. Not not the first day of the tournament, the, the 12, 13, and 11, 14 games in the Big Ten bracket. But, you know, if you're a 5 seed and you get upset, you're playing in that 7-10 game and still an NCAA tournament game, and you get beat. So that, that, that game would be played on Thursday, March 1st. All right, Thursday, March 1st. The NCAA tournament begins. Da, 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 here it is. It begins. You're playing first and second round games. Uh, you could wait until March 16th. You could have more than two weeks off before you play a game. That's a long layoff, Jimmy B.
1: That is a long layoff. Now people will say, "Well, other conferences do it. Mm-hmm. The Valley does it." Yep. Uh, and, and there are there are other conferences. I think the Horizon League also does it. There there are other leagues that that do that. But that's where what they're dialed into. They're accustomed to that. This will be totally different for the Big Ten Conference.
3: It is, and the team's got to kind of figure out what they're going to do, how they're going to make this right, how it's going to work out. We'll we'll, we'll see about that one, but looking forward to seeing uh, what happens here again. 3.30 is when that will be released by the Big Ten, and uh, we will get into that tomorrow, certainly, during the show, Jimmy B. Also, uh, baseball-wise, we we talked about it early on, a disappointing night last night from the Twins. Didn't get it done. Disappointing night from the Cubs, the Cardinals. It it was a, a rough one last night. In Midwest baseball, back at it tonight. Cubs. They got John Lackey on the mound, and Lackey's been one of their best
1: pitchers here over the last month or so. I'm shocked that we're even saying that. That that is that is absolutely stunning to me that those words even came out of your yap. So, but 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 you're you're correct. I mean, the the numbers don't lie. So from that standpoint, um, that's a true statement. Look, I. What is it? One and a half game lead now over Milwaukee and St. Louis by the Cubs. So this this isn't going to go away soon, Trent. It's not. And if they if they lose to Cincinnati again today, oh my gosh, I I, I cannot I cannot believe uh, what what Cubs fans will be saying. Well, we're still in first place. Well, yeah, you are, but. You're not in first place like you thought you were going to be, 15 to 20 games in front like the Dodgers or the Washington Nationals or the Houston Astros. I think most Cubs, when you go back and ask them in April, oh, yeah, we're just going to roll out and, uh, and win this thing going away easy. That is certainly not the case. And I think you hit the nail on the head the other day when we were having this same discussion when you indicated... Look, these guys just cannot turn it on and off. It it just it's just not happening like it did last year. Cubs tonight, seven o five.
3: Twins in the Indians. Uh, Kyle Gibson on the mound in that one. We uh, got the Royals. They just started up against Oakland. Danny Duffy on the mound for that one. Uh, keeping an eye on Pittsburgh, Milwaukee as that continues on this afternoon. The Cardinals again in Boston tonight, six ten with the first pitch. It'll be Lance Lynn. Feel like a, a chance to get a win there for them in that one. A lot of good baseball, and it's that time. Scoreboard watching. I'll be doing that, Jimmy B. So that's on the agenda. With that, we're out of time, my man. I like this. Three hours fly. I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back at it tomorrow at noon here on the Big Talker 1700. Have a good afternoon, everybody. BGG
0: is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. When smart businesses need to grow their team, they do it on the site proven to deliver. Indeed.com. According to an independent study, Indeed delivers five times more hires than any other job site, more hires than the rest combined. And right now we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job, boosting your listing in relevant search results. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
9: The next generation of appliances at the Home Depot now has something even newer. Extra savings, up to 25%. Take the GE Diamond Gray Front Load Steam Washer and Steam Electric Dryer with a time-saver feature for a deeper clean in a shorter cycle. Just $5.98 each. Over $800 off the pair. Talk about cleaning up. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only Wasply's last gas dryer extra C-Store for details valid through August 23rd. With free next-day
8: delivery from Staples, you can run your business like a pro. You can guarantee the marketing department that they'll get their supplies tomorrow and guarantee the accounting department that they'll be delivered free. With free next-day delivery, you'll have the ability to move deadlines up and adjust budgets down. Go to staples.com and get the office essentials you need delivered next day for free. Staples. It's pro time. Orders over 49 dollars placed by 5 p.m. Excludes weekends and holidays. Eligible items only
6: kate here with food dudes delivery are you tired of the same old delivery options food dudes delivery can solve that problem for you we deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com place your order for lunch today dinner tonight or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com
7: hi folks mike from jlm shooter supply here inviting you to visit our full service gun shop whether you are precision rifle shooting competing in handgun matches or just out plinking with the family we have everything you might need we offer all types. of firearms ammunition and accessories as well as all types of gunsmithing services we've been here since 1988 and we won't be undersold by the big stores and no one can match our service after the sale we're on the corner of 70th and douglas in urbandale or we can be reached at 515-331-1577 we're jlm shooter supply see you soon
4: Villaggio italian restaurant brings real homemade italian to you fantastic food great service and an elegant vibe that feels like home all your favorites from the original in norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th street in urbandale plus one of the best happy hours in the metro from three to six each weekday when you're thinking italian make it Villaggio. pizza pasta sandwiches and more Two